0: they found huh? out because
1: How they're they asked somebody says well I don't know why this here <laughs> <laughs> so did it go through with the wedding or was it yeah they, they went through they, the they wedding did, no was it's a, a major disaster at least she
0: didn't need a yet she wasn't She's close to the kuhuna all right well, anyway, well that, the story well, got see. more bizarre whatever right. anyway all right so let's get yeah, stay tuned mm-hmm. next season okay next season. right so um, second season um, I'm at, I'm at, so we're on the Daf the and we're on the second line over here and the question is uh, we said that maybe the w- way a Mitzvah Shani can purify himself is if he married a Gioris or anybody or a Bat Yisrael against the Halacha and that's how he could get past that stage so the Gemara says um, the, in other words again this is only an issue If not for that, in other words, let's just clarify. Uh, If you're a a Mitzri, if it's both for Mitzri and Mitzris, so then everything works because a Mitzri can marry a Mitzris first generation. His kids can marry uh, also a second generation, and then the the kids are fine. If you can marry a Domis? What? Oh, that's right, right. So anyway, we'll get there. We'll we'll see. Okay, we'll we'll talk it. a little bit about that. Not right. exactly that case, but right. we'll talk about dual psulum and uh, like how how does that work? So um, anyway, the point being is is that but if you say that a mitzriis is permitted right away, and kal gerim ikri kal, then there's nobody who is allowed to marry. That's a big problem. Okay. Um, so the Gemara says, um, who says that we even talk D-E... Um, the Pasuk doesn't talk about the what-if cases of somebody doing something wrong. Um, so the Gemara says, what do you mean? No, a Mamzer is a case of, the, of, of, of a what-if, and the Torah writes about the Mamzer. Uh, uh, so the Gemara says, that's different. The E that's going to be a prohibition that the Torah will write. The meaning what if he can do to to make himself permitted, but it's with an iser they're not going to do that. In other words, to allow the next generation to come about that he won't be a mitzvi, uh that will be permitted, that the Torah is not going to talk about. So the Torah says, "What are you talking about?" Of course it does. Hare isn't machzuk um, the e, and it's leteira. The machzuk we said interesting that we I don't know if you remember that the kid. Even if he's machzuk b'shaso, he uh, becomes permitted um, to um, the kid. doesn't become neesar, uh, right? Even even if she married somebody else, and that's a what if. And we said afterwards that to he, and the banea is not toivin. So the gemara says that's different because the main iser, um, it's coming to tell you the main iser. It implies also that are part of it, but it's coming to tell you that you're not allowed to take back your. Uh, your divorcee after she married somebody else in the interim, so that's the end of that section. Now, number it's a little bit uh, if you look at the besukim, it's a little confusing because we keep switching off between banim. You know, banim. So we start talking about banim and then doros. Why just say doros? Stick to one or the other. Say your third. You know, you know, so so why why do we switch off? So, the answer is this: If we would just say "banim" and not say the word "doros," it can be very confusing. Your third son is so. In other words, the two Egyptians convert together. Uh, we said there, there. So their kids, child number one is a Mitzri right, Rishon. The child number two is Mitzri Sheni. Mitzri Shlishi is Matar right? Because it's "banim." The, the, that, that's very misleading so we don't want you to think that That's why we have the right generation we're talking about son and grandson this grandson is going to be mother um, and uh, that's what we're trying to say okay I might think that the, that the Torah is only talking to people in Harsinah meaning um, uh, everyone in uh, basically if you're standing in Har Sinai, um, meaning the people in, in, you know, who are receiving the Torah, we're saying that uh, the, that the Egyptian from this generation and uh, the Ad- Adomim from this generation are also level, but their their grandchildren are Matur level. Meaning, I don't know that it's your children or children of converts. I might think that it's you know that you at Har that's who's prohibited. Um, uh, you know, for, to marry you're not allowed to marry Egyptian in this generation you're not allowed to marry Edomian in this generation but in the you know, your grandchildren will be allowed to marry them meaning will, they will start accepting converts from, from those nations that's been relevant too because there's an Arab. they're actually Mitzrayim they were a, a, a Egyptian, that's yeah. true, that is true so um, that's why we have to say that no, the al are Bonim that's why I have to tell you that it's Bonim now it also says uhshidu lahem now that word is extrashi vodu what do it mean lahem obviously if they're born they're born from them to them so what does it mean and then it says mayhem uh mayhemtiknu there those are the ones you can you can marry well what's what what's being stated here so mono so uh so um um so lahem mayhem so lahem um, halach acher which is basically uh, saying, uh, no mehem mana. No, so one second. You have to say lahem mehem First of all, you have to realize that they are generation number one. Okay, in other words, Mitzri. It doesn't start the kid as Mitri Rishon, the kid of the Egyptian convert. The first generation is the convert himself. His kid is already Mitzrisheini, uh-huh. and that's what it's saying. Uh-huh. So, lahem means, mehem mana. The first generation is these, the first, you know, the one who converts himself is one generation. Okay, and then it's his grandkids that are allowed. Okay, that's number one. And and then it says, lahem, what does the lahem teach you? That you find the posul. Okay, now why do you have to say both of these ideas? It's Rahmit of Laam, it's Rhythm of Ashayivodhu. It says to them and it says Ashayivodu to that are born. Tika's Rahman Ashivadu have a minimum Meaning it's they're born from their kids, meaning and it's really a, the fourth generation that's allowed. So and therefore and and uh um mibnaiy mana that you can't um, so therefore because of rahmaram. Now we cause rahmanulam fujasilayam have a minim mitris mi uberes I might have thought um, that an Egyptian pregnant woman, she who converts while she's pregnant, he who maybe their count as one, and the kid is uh, also a Mitzri Rishon. So therefore, that uh, once it's born, it's already the next yeah. generation. Okay, so the kid, since he wasn't born, only after he was Jewish, so therefore he would be a Mitzri Shani. It says the similar words here, Lahem, and it says um, um, by Mamzer the word lo, okay, Lo So what's the word lo that's written over there by uh, by Mamzer? So if we just write it here, is coming from a non Jewish uh, source. So maybe that's why you have to say that. Ava Mabzer, the Bami Tibiksherah, Mabzer comes from a, a kosher uh, generation, you know, kosher, she, she, he's Jewish, he's born Jewish, conceived Jewish, Same below. maybe not. Because um, Rachmanukab and Mabzer, Mashumdi and Roy Love Bakalolam, the Iser Love Bakal is forever. Avalacha, but maybe not over here, where it's only a limited Iser so maybe we could be more lenient. So that's why. um the 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 point being is in both of them we go after the psul. In other words, the idea is this: it says laham to tell us that if one of the two parents are invalid and the other one is permitted, what what do we look at the kid? We follow after the whichever one is the invalid one. We're saying that by um, by uh, by uh, mitzri and we're saying that by mamzer. Why do you have to do that? Because they, because because each one has a stringency, the other one doesn't have. By the Egyptian, it's a, starting from a non-Jewish stock, so maybe that's worse or stricter. And by the Mamsiri, it's Jewish. On the other hand, the Mamsir is forever, so therefore it's stricter. Whereas Mitri is limited, so therefore maybe it's more lenient. And we don't. And if you are, an, and we wouldn't choose the puzzle side. In other words, so if you have a Mitri Rishon. Who marries a Bas Yisrael? Maybe we'll say, "Look, we're we're counting the lineage after the Bas Yisrael and ignoring the problem from the from the Egyptian Egyptian husband." And we say, "No, the kid's an Egyptian uh, a Mitzri Shani even though the mother's a Bas Yisrael." That's the point over here. Okay, but they have to say it both times. Tricha. Now, Amar Rabbi Parbhchan Amar Rabbi Yochanan Mitzri Sheni. So. You have a second-generation Egyptian man who married a a a, a first-generation Egyptian woman convert. But now shlishi. What status <coughs> is the kid? A shlishi. Why? How about you? Because it sounds like Rabbi Yevgen holds that the the logic that the the psal is goes by the husband. In other words, otherwise. We, if we go by either side, then we should say the child's shani because of the mother. But we don't do that, we say go, the, the main point is the father. Okay. So Master Rabbi Yosef, so Rabbi Yosef I'll cash on this. Rabbi Darfur, no Rabbi Tarfin says, Ya khumzerim li tire. I can purify Mamzer. Let me tell you how to do it. Okay. Uh we want a Mamzer to be come permitted, here's what you do. Okay, it said we need to Mamzer nasa shivcha, have a Mamzer marry uh, a Shivcha, have a lot of The child is going to be in Evid. Once you free him, Nimtav ben Chor and he's free, and now he's mutar the, the the None of the uh, none of the connection to the Mamser is uh, is relevant. You see that we go by the mother, so it's not so it's contradiction. It's like where it says that's different. You should be The pasuk specific that says that that, that what happens is. <coughs> and that's why it works, is because a maid servant is a slave woman. She's a shivcha k'naynis, and all of her offspring are owned by the master. And there is no connection at all, no yachas to whoever the father is. It's ignored. Okay, so it doesn't matter even if he's a mamzer. So I had. Uh, uh, Minyamin, uh, my, who himself was a was an Egyptian convert, we were buddies, friends uh, from the students of Rabbi Kiva. And he said, "I need I'm first generation Egyptian. I converted myself, so that's generation number one. asati and I married also a fellow Egyptian convert woman." Okay, my son, I'm going to make sure to marry a, also a second generationer. Why? So this way, my grandchild will be Roi Love Now, if why would he need that? That it only goes by the father and not by the mother. So if he doesn't have to. Why limit your sons uh, who he marries? Let him marry even a Mitzvah Rishon, of first generation. Egyptian, because since he's a shady, the kid's automatically going to be a shlishi. So Rabbi, Yo- Rabbi Yochanan Tana, you're absolutely right, and that's what Rabbi Yochanan said. Tani Rishona, he's, he's, he, the story goes is that Yemen, told his friend Rabbi Yuta that I'm going to marry my son Rishona, meaning a mitzvah Rishona, because there's no need to marry a mitzvah Shnia. Okay, now that was all. Again, it's interesting, you know, we have one uh, Talmud uh, saying over the of right, of, of, of Rabbi Yochanan. Okay, it was rabbi HaBarchana in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. Now, here's another Talmud. Rav when he came, and he said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, a little different. When the second generation Egyptian... Marries a first-generation Egyptian, the kid's going to be a, a second-generation. Alma baseru made evenly, because we go by the mom. Very interesting uh, proof here. Rabbi Yechelen says that if somebody sets aside for korban a pregnant cow, and it gives birth. So, rutsumiskaper ba. I don't know if a cow is the right animal. Okay, it's usually isn't it a sheep or something, whatever it is. A pregnant a pregnant animal for whatever Khatus needs to be. or whatever. Anyway, it's a uh, <coughs> it's female. Khatus <coughs> is a female. Um the <coughs> older and it gives birth. Rutsumiskaper ba. So it gave birth before you. got had chance to bring it. So you have two opportunities to bring as a and you can choose the mom or the or the child. It's both good. If it's a, 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 the uber, the, the fetus is not a, a, a like considered as a limb of the mother. so then? Then it's like he initially set aside katas just because he doesn't want to run short. In other words, like it's just like a backup. And the rule is and Rav says in that case, here one of them you use. you just let the second one graze. It doesn't have to die like a normal. This not one of the Chatos Amesos because you initially set it up that there's an extra one. It was a, it was a, it was a, it was a, an intended one to be extra as a like an insurance policy to make sure that I'm going to have a korban, okay um but if the uber is a fetus if is the if the fetus is a is a extension of the mother so havaleh vlad khatas then this is the vlad khatas and uh the rule is vlad khatas the has to die so what do you, so um so what's the story so so the Gemara says he had no answer he was stuck okay so Um, okay, so I'm So then he said, "Dilma Shani Asam Maybe the fact that it's different is because it says "Asher Yevoldu." So the the word "Yevoldu" maybe changes everything because it says the words "Asher Yevoldu" implies "Talakasim Talobeleita." It goes by the by the 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 birthing, and therefore the mom. It's like considered a separate. Uh, uh, next generation, okay? Uh goes by the mother, by the one who gives birth. And therefore, if she's a reshon, so then the child will be a Shani. Um, um, that every Leda from after the gerus is another generation. Okay. Now, Amr so he said to him, you know what? Wow, I didn't realize how smart you are. Karkafna is sort of like you're the big. You're, you've got a big head. Okay, that's expression. Okay, Beni uh, Amudi amongst the pillars here. You see, I see you. You got. You said good. Okay. Now Kiyama um, Kiyama Rabbi Yechon and Lashmaita. When Rabbi Yechon said this over, so Taima Dixiv Asherivaldum. It's only because it says the words Asherivaldum. In other words, because its a share so therefore we have a right to go by the mother. but in general, we do go by the father to determine the lineage and what 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 this child's status is. Uh, if that's true,, um, uh, if you have a Gentile woman who converts, her child does not need to go to mikvah because the child went out. With uh with the mikvah of the mother now now if you're telling me that how does that work now am I in tvi'la why not one second before we get to that what, let's explain the question the question is uh, since you're telling me that unless it says Asher we're defining the child by the father so so what if she's converting pregnant the child should be defined by the father and the child needs a conversion. And how, where's the, and why wouldn't the child require a mikveh? Now, what are you gonna say? Like it's working like Rabbi Yitzchak. from the Torah, "Rubo makbed al The only time you have a chatzitzah and going to the Mikveh is if it's on most of your body and and um, your and you're, and you're on it. It bothers you, okay? Rubush ain't a Makbit, but if it's a majority of your body, but you're not makbed, and a is not a chatzitzah. That's the Torah requirement. And therefore the mother's body that's surrounding the, the child is not a chhatitza. That's because he's not makbid, he's kinda happy there. Okay. Um, so I've That's true if it's not if it's most of the way around. But if it's all the way and there's nothing touching, even if you're not makbid, it is gonna be a chat chotzit. So Umar says, you're right, but shani uber da'ina revisa. By uber, it's even better than that, because this is the uber's environment. It's his natural environment to be surrounded in the mother's womb. So that's why it's not considered a chatzitza. Okay. Ravina, when name came, he said when their Gentiles... The definition of which type of Gentile is determined by the male, by the father. So in other words, you have an Egyptian man, Gentile, marrying um, a regular, you know, I don't know, someone American, Native American, okay, nothing to do. But the point being is, what is their kid? The kid's an Egyptian, okay, because the child's status is defined by the father okay, so uh, we want to know is this kid an Egyptian, well we look at the father's lineage, uh, going back this is before he comes to convert and if his father is going back, father's father's all Egyptian, so then he's an Egyptian, that's it, okay, doesn't matter that it's watered down by the mom, okay, that's in general while they're Gentiles guy once they're converting Halachach or Pogom and this is the bottom line, you go by the pogum in both of them Wherever there's a pagam, or in either there's a pagam, there's a there's so whichever one it is, that's where it that's where we can that's where we can consider. So now we're explaining both parts. If someone from any of the nations marries a Canaanite woman, follow Ben and has a child, Shatru Shaluk can also be that you're allowed to marry. Uh, you're allowed to take that that, that slave. Uh, a Canaan, uh, even though the mom's of Canaanist, doesn't matter. We're only not allowed to take anybody from the nation, uh, from the seven nations, but the definition of those seven nations of Canaan are only from the father's side. The mother Canaan does bother us, okay? Because it goes by the father. Okay? So also those that dwell there that are living with you, from them you should buy. What about you have a Kenani man that you know went traveled outside of Israel and had relations with a woman over there outside of Israel, who's not from the Canaanite. a There's ones that are born here, not the ones that are Living here, and the difference is, is that typically um, the mom gives birth in her hometown, and uh, therefore, um, if he's marrying a woman from outside, so maybe they'll come to live here after the baby's born. But but uh, basically, if if the father's a Kanani, the kids are Kanani, and that's not that's prohibited. Now we said. The second line, which is once they convert, so in the sky holochakh pogam you go by the both pagams. So you could have actually a child that has a Pagam, you know, two-sided pagam. So we want to know where do you have a two what's a two what's an example of a two-sided pagam? So if my you have a mitri that married an Amonis, That's not a pogam Shemishnayam. My pogam Shemishnaim is pa'moni vlamonis. She's not a pogam at all. Okay, so Ella Bamoni Shenasam Mitris. An Amoni that married a Mitzvah, okay. So how does that work? if the kid's a zacher, so then Shadye pasar Amoni. Then he is an Amoni because gave him the worst begam. So you're you're an Ammonite, and you uh, you have the p'kam of an Ammoni that you're aser bakal. bekal. In a keva you have if she, it's female, so as a, an Ammoni wouldn't be a problem at all. Shad y'baser and it's only it's a mitzris shnia which is still prohibited. So that's the idea. You're always given the worst the worst definition um, when there's two p'kams in either side, whichever one will is is worse. Okay, brings us to the next uh, group, next mishnah Namzir Munasinin. When it comes to a mamzer and a nasin, they're prohibited and the prohibition is uh, a permanent one. Echotz Chamech, and Gibson is both male and female. This nobody argues. Now, Amr Reish Lakish. Rish Lakish says, mamzeres laachar asaradoros, amazing chiddush of Reish Lakish, and that a mamzeres post 10 generations, muteres, is going to be the female mamzeres, is allowed after 10 generations. Um and she's allowed to marry uh regular y Okay? So there's hope. <laughs> Eleventh the generation is okay. Um girl for a girl. Um how how so? It says by Amonimov A Gandora Siri k'al Hashem, even right over there, and that was also only male, not female. Malalana kept his muttors, Afghan gives muttoras. Of uh, Kamean, maybe there was allowed right away. Maybe a is allowed right away. So the Gemara says no. K'ahinig me'asir the only helps from after ten generations. Didn't we learn that it's asur and isur forever? Our mission doesn't say that. You know, there's an exception after ten generations that the women are now allowed. Okay, um, so the Gemara says. Uh, and it says both male and female. So it says Lokasha, ha umina As we know, there's two ways of darshaning. When A is being learned from B, do you learn um, all the facets from, from the what you where you're learning from, or do you take the basic halacha from where you're learning it from and then apply it as it applies in the second halacha? So, um, so that's the story. Okay, if you say do umina, that means I'm learning even the details. So, uh, so the by 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 Mamzer it only says Adorasiri. it doesn't say anything beyond that. We learned that well, it also says Adorasiri by by um, by Ammon and there it says and it's adolam. It keeps going. Okay, so so the basis for that adolam is only from Ammon Amidamov Zad Olam is if you learn the details, it's only male, not female. So after generation ten, the females are going to be permitted because it's learned from Amidamov. Any any part past the ten generations, um, if you say don't mina that means I just learned from there that it goes beyond ten generations. But then I plug it in back to here in the laws of Mamzerim, and Mamzerim is both male and female for the first generation, first ten generations. It continues. Both male and female, for all for uh, for all, all generations. Okay. Shalu es okay. So shallu es and this and mamzeris lachar asaradari ma what the Allah and Mamzeris have to ten generations? Some So he said to them, What are you talking about? There's no such thing as a Mamzer of ten generations. It's a it's a, it's a it's a Dava Sha'inu Nimsa. If you're to show me one uh, that, that's even around three generations later, I'd tell you they're not really Mamzer. Okay? Alma Kasover Mamzer because he believes that a Mamzer cannot live. That's basically how it works. That's what he says. That God sort of protects the people. After all, a Mamzer, you know, you'll know the first generation after a while, he's not publicizing who, you know, where he comes from, the kids, uh, et cetera, you know, so like, they try to hide the fact. So the kids are, you know, like, they're going to marry into Qal What's going to happen? The answer is that they'll they die young. Something's going to happen that they're not going to live. So this way they, they'll be protected. Mamzerim <laughs> <laughs> don't survive to be able to have future generations. So the, it's almost like you're never going to have a circumstance where the 10 generations of Mamzerim, okay? uh when amr al-funa but memder al-khayyat's were funisets iva and then then memder asun be sunis olam why would we ever say it's an israelam so it there's it's, it's never they don't live that long so amr amr al-zira really did professionally navigate it it it's possible that they could live the idea al to load the idea al if they keep it that information available meaning they they don't hide the fact that they're ramzaram they say look we are ramzaram we're not hiding it. We want you to know. So then they can live because they're protected. They're, uh, people are protected to know not to marry into the moms family. So that's, a, in that sense, as embarrassing as it is, that's what gives them life. They're able to continue to exist. But if they're hiding the fact, so then Hashem starts protecting. And what if it, it's like a little bit known, but not all the way known, for three generations they might live it's not going to last beyond that because they're ready it's not, you know, if they remember you know, about a, a grand you know, old generation it's not going to it's not, nobody, nobody is going to be alive anymore and then somehow the generations will the die out they wouldn't even know that they're a because if the parents and grandparents didn't tell them they come from monster martyr's they wouldn't even know that they wouldn't know, but the, what happens is that you know there's an accident, somebody gets killed or whatever uh, whatever. Maybe they didn't even know because. Yeah, nobody's blaming them. It's just the fact of the matter is that what keeps them alive. We'll see. Look at the story that we're about to bring up. There was a neighbor of Ravami, and the Mamzeru, and and he and he says, "I want everyone to know that this neighbor of mine is a Mamzer," and he made it a public information. So, so he's like, "I can't believe what you did to me." I'm like, "He started crying." What do you think I did? I helped you. This is what's keeping you alive. Okay. Okay. Okay, okay. so now we're getting into the Nesinim. Nesinim comes from David. He made a decree against the Nesinim. Nobody, know the regular Kahal, they also love bekal. Nobody's allowed to marry nothing. The king called to the Gavonim. And he said to them, "Kvonim are not from the Jewish people." Now, what does that mean? My time because we like, why do you make this decree? So, it's an amazing story here. There's a background that really continues into tomorrow's daf, but we'll get part of it. The puzzle says, "There was a famine in David's time, three years, one year after another." Shana Rishona, first year, he's like, "Okay, what causes rain?" so what causes not raining um, well we say it in Krishna maybe there's somebody who's involved in idolatry and that's uh, what the potluck says you worship other idols you bow to them and, Hashem shuts the heavens below your mother, and there won't be rain so they looked around is anybody an idolater around here nothing Shniya, second year, is like, okay, maybe it's something else. It's not, it's not idolatry, so what is it? Maybe it's somebody who's involved in promiscuity. Okay, Agila Arayos. Because the says in Yirmiya, even though obviously Yermia was after Tavadamalch, but okay, but the idea was, 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 they were aware of the concept. Uh, the reins were withheld. Lo'y haya. A writer, and you had the forehead of Isha Zona, meaning the brazenness of a, of a woman who's uh, promiscuous. The idea is, is that uh, because of Arius, a, a that also can stop the rain. So people were careful. They were very firm, very you know, careful in idolatry, careful in Gilay so that, those two, it was not shlishes. What happened by the third year? Amalem, Hashem and maybe the people, the, way, the reason why it's not raining is because there are people who uh, you know, buy Elias, and then when it comes to paying, they, they don't really pay, okay? So they promise uh, big, and then uh, the rain doesn't, you know, and, and it works the same way. Hashem has promising clouds, and no rain comes down. It's like the same thing. It's like a meteor right <laughs> the see we got clouds, we got wind, Forget mind, but no rain. is and the person is getting praised, The Mata Sheker with a bunch of false uh, you know, he's like, "Ooh, this person did so much for that thing, In the meantime he never does it. So that's uh, that's Mata Sheker. Bakugamatsu. There was none of that either. So David uh, is like, okay, yeah, I tried everything I know, what it could be blamed on. So I'm got to look into my, I have to check internally. So, so David sought out that face of God, he went to the, you know, to the big guns, he went to go to the Urum Tum, and asked, why is there this famine? It's unnatural, and it's there for message. What's the message? So my mashma. Uh, how do you get the word P'nei to mean the Ur so you see that the Ur is before God so P'nei Hashem before God you get it That's what means the same thing so what is the reason so then came the message from the Ur there's two things that's withholding the rain uh first of all and second of all the base of the house of blood that was killed, the Gvonim were killed now so what does that mean al number one sha is you're taking the task for Shol. why because he was not he did not get a proper eulogy as befitting to a person of his stature. And uh, he didn't uh, they, 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 that's that's uh, one thing that he did wrong. Well, what is that? Allah The Gvonim were killed. Now the Gvonim were never killed. Shaul never did that. but he did wipe out the Nov Yerkonim because they harbored David. Shaha you must and the Novarakonim were the source of Parnasa to the Gvonim that's how they made their money, um, uh, because basically they were water carriers and wood choppers, and uh, they would obviously uh, Noviark uh, city of Khan, meaning that where the Mishkan is, you always need water, you always need wood, and that was their basic parnasa, and they lost their means of sustenance, and that's why Malalavakas of Kilo is as if he killed them. So Katava El uh, isn't that ironic or like weird? You're saying we didn't give Shol a proper eulogy, and Shol did this terrible thing. how do you say they're both in the same sentence? The answer is in that is exactly how it works. Because Lakish might see bitshua sashem, call the eretz, mishpato So um which basically means that, you know, first when you want to find, a, 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 um, want to t- be taken to task for something that you did wrong, first you have to appreciate the positive that this person did, and that's exactly what exactly what's going on over here. So we'll stop over here. David is going to figure out what to do. We'll see for tomorrow.